You're listening to OMAG All Access, a podcast about all things affecting municipalities in Oklahoma, hosted by OMAG Law Enforcement Specialist, Kevin Katz. Okay, welcome everyone. My name is Kevin Katz. I'm a law enforcement specialist with OMAG. A brief uh, about myself, uh, I recently retired from the FBI after spending 25 years uh, as a special agent. Prior to that, I spent right at nine years with the Oklahoma City Police Department. Also with us is Amber Gooch. Hi, Kevin. Uh, I'm an attorney here at OMAG. I've been here a couple of years. Prior to that, I was in private practice for 25 years where I represented municipalities around the state in various civil rights litigations, primarily focused on law enforcement-related civil rights violations, uh, whether in state court or federal court. Okay, so a recent issue that has come up uh, that OMAC has received uh, several inquiries from numerous police departments that uh, it is referenced a new House bill that passed that took effect July 1, 2023, that created the School Resource Officer Program. This program... The state has funded this, this new program at the tune of $150 million over a three-year period. And so for, for what that includes is approximately $96,000 is going to be given to each school district throughout the state to create a school resource officer program, which has uh, a few different aspects to it, but several aspects that have come up particularly is how are these resource officers, whose employee are they? So Amber, all the questions that we've got from different law enforcement officers uh, and departments, what's, what's OMAG's recommendation to these municipalities? Well, that's a good question, and you're right. It is a subject that has come up frequently uh, in, the, in the past few weeks. Um, over, over the several years, I have dealt with this in the context of a civil litigation where an officer, a municipality, and usually a school district get sued for something that occurred uh, between a school resource officer and a student on campus. But recently, given the new legislation that took uh, effect uh, and all the money that has been made available to municipalities, it's a different angle that we're looking at here. Uh, I think your question was, what does OMAG recommend? When it comes to legally, what does OMAG rep- recommend in this regard? It's, we have a very strong recommendation, and that is uh, that if your municipality, your department is going to assign a law enforcement official to be a school resource officer, you need to have a contractual relationship between the city or town and the school district, and that it should be a written agreement. It should it should discuss several things, but primarily the overarching theme in the agreement is that the law enforcement officer is the employee of the city who is merely assigned by the city to work at the school district as a school resource officer. In other words, we strongly recommend against a school district, quote unquote, hiring an individual, giving them the job duties or title of school resource officer, and then asking the city, hey, can you bless this hiring and can you give him a commission? So... And that's exactly, I think that's, that is what has come up uh, quite often is school districts approaching police chiefs and asking them, say, hey, I hired Bob Smith and the police chief may not know who that individual is and just simply saying, hey, we need you to give this, uh, this guy commission and he's going to uh, 
to work for us as a school resource officer. Sure. And, you know, I understand, uh, all of us here at OMAG understand, the police department, town or city officials want to help their local school districts the best they can. I mean, we're all in this to help the public, to help the people. And it makes sense that a school district, you have the ability and opportunity to have a police officer on site, on premises during school day or during the school hours to enforce city or state laws. Why wouldn't you take advantage of that opportunity? And why wouldn't the city or the town and its departments want to help the school district out in that regard? Uh, Of course they want to help them out. But whether it's a police department or any employer outside of municipal government, why would you ever bless the hiring of somebody by another department or another agency if you haven't done some minimal background and minimal training? You, after all, as the city police chief, or the, the town administrator, you're ultimately responsible for the police officer who is your employee who is assigned to work at the, at the school. I believe the legislation that was recently passed requires that if a school is going to take advantage of this program and have a school resource officer on site, that school resource officer has to be a certified law enforcement official. There are two ways to accomplish that. You can have a reserve certified police officer or an actual full-time certified police officer. A reserve certified police officer has to have completed and received his CLEAT training and and his municipal commission prior to working as a reserve. In contrast, a full-time police officer can begin work as a full-time police officer and has six months to obtain that certification. Additionally, differences between a reserve police officer and a full-time police officer are the number of hours that they can work. So those are things that need to be, on a monthly basis that is, those are things that need to be considered by the city or town and the school district when they're contemplating What type of law enforcement officer do you want working at the school? How many hours are they going to be working? Because that may determine which type of law enforcement officer gets assigned by the city or town to work at the school. Do you see limitations if a school wants to have a reserve police officer serve as their school resource officer? I don't know that it's a limitation, but it's definitely uh, something that needs to be considered. For example, as a reserve officer, he or she is only able to work 140 hours in a given calendar month. In contrast, a full-time police officer is required to work at least 25 hours a week. Uh, So depending on the school district's needs or requests and the city or town's abilities to meet those needs or requests, will determine ultimately whether a reserve officer or a police officer would be assigned as a school resource officer. And then one of the other questions that comes up is a full-time police officer has to be employed by a municipality, correct? Correct. And so so then that creates the issue with a school district has two options, correct? Right. And those two options being? Well, the school can create its own police department, if you will, or campus police department. Um, I... As I sit here at this moment, I'm not aware of any public school in Oklahoma that has its own campus police. Are you aware of any? Yeah, there's a couple, like Putnam City. Okay. Like Putnam City does. But that's, I think uh, the issue is, yeah, they can create their own police department and, and uh, issue commissions to their own officers, but that's not the issue because that's, we, we rarely see that. Some right. of the big school districts do. 
which isn't our folks, right? Right. Yeah, the majority of OMAG members are mid to small-sized towns and cities uh, where the school districts uh, don't have the capacity to create its own campus security. And that's what uh, I, I really think is singularly most important is uh, this concept that the law enforcement officer is working under the commission of your city or town. Uh, that means you are responsible ultimately for training that officer, for supervising that officer, uh, for making sure that officer follows your, meaning the city or town's, policies, procedures, standard operating procedures, etc. The contract or agreement between any given municipality and a school district uh, likely will not address, by way of example, school district says they want officer XYZ being the school resource officer. Uh, our recommendation here at OMAG, if that question is asked, and it comes up usually in the smaller towns, our recommendation is uh, just a reminder, no, the contract should not say that Officer XYZ by name will be the assigned school resource officer. It's really no different. If you think about assigning an individual as a school resource officer, is no different than assigning an individual to be on the patrol or to be uh, on a task force. It is merely an assignment of where their job is going to be at any given time. And in, in this particular case, you the city has assigned a particular officer to be the school resource officer to work at the school. And while that officer's there, he or she is, in reality, only enforcing the same laws he or she would be enforcing if he were out on, or she were out on patrol, meaning, you know, local and state laws. Sometimes you may run into a situation where the school district is expecting or requesting or hoping for a school resource officer to enforce the school district rules and regulations. Uh, but that's not what not a school resource officer is to do. They are literally just a police officer who is assigned to work at the school. And a police officer can is only authorized to enforce the laws of the municipality or the state of Oklahoma, which may be different than some of the rules and regulations that a school district may have. So just to be clear, so if a school district wants to enter into a contract, with the municipality for school resource officer and the, and the school district is part of their request is, yes, we want to enter into this contract, but we want officer XYZ to be our school resource officer. Yeah, we recommend against that. Okay. We recommend it just be, it's your decision, city or town, who you assign to the school district. So another question on the, on the bill that passed. So the funding that is being provided through this uh, house bill allows for approximately $96,000 per school district. So that funding essentially can be spent two ways, and it outlines it pretty well, right? Yeah, that's my understanding as well. Those two ways are either and or on a school resource officer and or security features for the, for the school district, such as, uh, I don't know. Cameras. Yeah, cameras, video security system. Um, Lights. A metal detector. Yeah. They can spend it many different ways, uh, but it, it all revolves around the security of the schools. Correct. And uh, as it relates to the school resource officer portion of this $96,000, uh, because in all, uh, in all likelihood, the city or town should not be involved in the discussion on the, applying the funds from this grant to security features that don't involve a school resource officer. But as it relates to the school resource officer, typically... 
what we recommend in terms of financial agreement is, is no different than any other type of arrangement that somebody might have with the city. It, 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 you, you enter into a contract for the school district to pay the city or town X amount of dollars on an annual basis in exchange for the school or town, I mean, excuse me, the city or town providing the school resource officer to the school. Uh, so the money that the money exchanges hands, so to speak, between the school district and the town or the city, not the officer. The city or the town continues to pay the officer as he as it would any other in any other scenario. Once a school decides that they're going to participate in in this school resource officer program, the funding and everything that comes along with it, is there any training requirement for the for the particular school resource officer uh, that is assigned to the school? Two things. We touched upon this a little bit earlier. Recall, if they are hired and are merely a reserve officer, they have to have already had their reserve commission at the time they begin working as a uh, school resource officer. If they are, if the school resource officer is intended to be an actual full-time police officer, in theory, that police officer has up to six months to get his or her full-time police certification. But regardless of whether you are a reserve police officer or a full-time police officer serving as an SRO, you are required to have successfully completed the Law Enforcement Active Shooter Emergency Training Course, which is provided by CLEAT. I believe that's a two-hour, I mean, excuse me, a two-day course. Uh, you are correct. Yes, that is a, and that is a, a mandate as part of the, uh, the house bill itself. So it's not a, we'll send the, we'll send the SRO if, uh, if we have time. That is a mandate of the bill. That's correct. So one other issue I think that uh, that schools and municipalities have to uh, just consider, since this house bill has been fully funded in the tune of $150 million, that that is for a three-year time period. So right. if, if they're going to enter into that and the funding for the school resource officer and so forth is that's uh, the funding, what happens after in year four? Uh, that's a question that's an unknown at this point. I, I believe it's my understanding that the legislation, I mean, it's not funded beyond year three. So I, I don't know that there is an answer to that question at this point. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's the, uh, that is the issue that if that, if, if that is the, the sole source of funding for that position, be cautious in year four, five, six, uh, if, because uh, it's unknown at this point whether the state is going to continue to fund it. It's been fully funded for a three year time period. But just be be cautious when you're funding this. Um, just be cautious looking into the future. I would also encourage um, any any of our listeners who are members of OMAG, whether whether you as a listener are a police officer, a de- police chief, a department head, a town administrator, a city manager, or a city attorney. We here at OMAG are happy and willing and want to help in any way facilitate your city or your town uh, being able to get a school resource officer program into place. So please contact any of the attorneys at OMAG or Kevin Katz, our law enforcement specialist here at OMAG, whether it's reviewing a contract, coming up with ideas for training, providing the training, uh, whatever we can do to help, we want to. Please, please call us anytime. Yes. Thank you very much for your time. We hope you can take something away from this podcast that will help your city or town. You can find more information about OMAG on our website at www.omag.org or on our Facebook page. 
Thanks for listening. If you have questions or ideas for a podcast topic, please send them to allaccess at omag.org. This episode is copyright OMAG 2024 under the Creative Commons 4.0 Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives International License. For more information, please visit creativecommons.org.